The Lux Top Tier Podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code LSH. And this week, this is the, I am thir- this is the 13th of 14 month of August football previews, and I'm excited to do the Pac-12, my, my favorite football conference, with my buddy Sean Keen. Sean, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm fired up about West Coast football. Yeah, buddy. It's the playoff. Woo woo. Now, the last episode I did was a group of five schools, so I got pretty deep into like San Jose State and uh with who I'm now really into. Dude, they're good. <laughs> well, you mentioned them to me and I started to do some research and I'm like, "Oh, this is a fun team." Dude, did you watch their game at all yesterday? No, I didn't get to see the game. They won like forty-five, fourteen. They're breaking off like eighty-yard touchdowns. Like, dude, they're a fun, fun offense. Like, it is. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, and I already bet them at plus fifteen and a half against USC Week One next week. I love it. I love it. Yeah, because, man. Because you, anytime you can get another team's coach fired uh, <laughs> around Labor Day, that's an, that's an amazing. That's a uh, that's a real well, feat. I mean, at least it's a home game, too, so he won't have to go through the embarrassment of Lane Kiffin getting fired, or fired on the airport tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into it. We got the Pac-12 North. Um, looking at the division odds right now, Oregon's the favorite at minus 130 to win the okay. division, uh, plus 250 for the conference, and then their over-under win totals at 9, minus 120 for the over, plus 100 for the under, uh-huh. Uh, I'm not buying this Ducks team this year. I don't think Mario Cristobal is that great of a coach. Uh, and here's how I know that because Justin Herbert was better in the NFL as a rookie than he was at Oregon. Right. <laughs> and if that happens, that means you're not using your guy right in college. Like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I remember when Herbert got drafted, I was like, really this high? Like I had watched a lot of Oregon football and I'm not a good scout or anything, but I thought, yeah, shouldn't they be better? yeah like yeah yeah like and that's dude i mean the talent was there they just did not know how to use him right like they had him doing stupid stuff in that offense but uh looking at their schedule dude they play ohio state week two yeah they're not gonna win that game no i don't think they're so now (laughs) i mean that's why i like the under here because now you need them to go 10 and 1 the rest of the season going through a tough pac-12 schedule to lose that Uh uh-huh if we're, Uh we're just gonna give them that ohio state loss right out the gate and they got Fresno State week one here, and Fresno State looked amazing. I know they were playing fucking Connecticut, and Connecticut didn't play football last year, but they're not a joke. Well, Oregon can be relied upon one game a year to just just blow it against an inferior opponent. Like it, it happens every year. I think uh, the taking the um, Fresno State with the points in this week one matchup, I really think that's a smart move with uh, or against Oregon. Because Fresno State, not last year. I mean, they scored 40, 50 points or whatever yesterday in their first game. I know, like I said, I know it's a UConn. But, yeah. dude, last year they were the fourth. They had, like, the fourth best offense in the country. They, yeah. they can move it up and down the field, dude. That's not going to be a problem against Oregon. And this this is like a week one upset alert, if you ask me. Like, that's worth sprinkling in, like, like, a, two do- like a $5 money line parlay of, like, uh-huh. them and San Jose State against USC. <laughs> What is that going to pay off? Like thirty to one? Oh, dude, probably yeah, probably, well, yeah. maybe more than that, dude. Yeah. Like, I hit one a couple years ago that was like two random long shots. I had five bucks on it, and it paid like two seventy five. Uh huh. Oh right. 
That, it was just, it was a two team money line parlay. I forget. I think it was like Pitt and someone else, and they were both big dogs that day. And, uh-huh. I, and I got both the upsets. I, it was Pitt and uh, Cincinnati. I think it was. Yeah. Now, do you do you care about? Do you believe in Kayvon Thibodeau? Who? The uh, the Oregon. Uh, he's like a he's a defensive end for Oregon. Oh yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Recruit. No, yeah, yeah, that guy. Like he's gonna be like the top five pick in the fucking. Uh, um in the draft next year probably right yeah okay no yeah that guy that he might be the best i hear colby talk about him a lot on college experience saying how he might be yeah. the best defensive player in the entire country but i mean just just looking at that team uh, dude, i like especially like a defensive end like that you could like a good offense can always neutralize a good defensive end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know getting the ball out quicker you know scheming around it with He's different protections yeah. yeah like so yeah, like it's gonna be. I think it's gonna come down to their secondary for them this season. Like, if they can't stop the pass, they're gonna be in a lot of trouble. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on the Ducks? So yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm gonna get in on this under at under nine because I think that's good value. Well, if you just take that Ohio State game as a loss, then suddenly uh, that that over's tough, and I think people have a tendency to just think. Oregon's always going to score a lot of points. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily the case all the time. No, yeah, totally. And, yeah, like, dude, there's no way they're winning in Columbus. And then, I mean, and then the fact that they still got to play the – dude, this is – this Pac-12 North is kind of a turkey shoot of a division with Washington, Cal, Stanford, mm-hmm. Washington State. I think any of those teams hypothetically could win the division. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as high on Washington State, but also – Stanford, though not looking impressive, always seems like they overachieve. Yeah. But it's just a lot of hard team. It's a lot of potential losses. Yeah. And, I mean, Oregon State's kind of the only gimme, but that's an in-state rivalry game, so throw the record books out the window there. uh, Exactly. And then Washington's good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's it's just not a lot of easy Saturdays. No, I think they do avoid – oh, and they get UCLA this year, too, on the schedule. I mean – Huh. And UCLA, I mean, I'm a big UCLA fan, and we'll get to them later, and I don't mean to be a big homer here, but, dude, UCLA only lost by three to Oregon last year, and that's because they had, like, 15 guys on their offense, including the starting quarterback, out with COVID. Yeah. And so they almost pulled that upset on the road, like, with ha- like UCLA is going to be out for blood. They know they can play with this team, like, for sure. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, dude, there's too many potential, like you said, too many potential losses for Oregon, and especially like they got, this is almost the same thing I feel about the Miami because Miami's win totals at nine, and everybody just thinks Miami's good every year, but they're not that great. They're always like late last right, week, right. they're like a six seven win team usually, and so nine's a high one, but they play Alabama week one, dude. Like so, that, there's a loss right there, and then now they got to go ten and one the rest of the way throughout the ACC and stuff after Alabama. Like, there's no way. It's just it's just punishing. Yeah, no, dude, like, so uh, we're both on this Oregon uh, under here, I would say. Uh, I mean, just because the odds are as they are, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think it's that unlikely that they win uh, the Pac-12 North, but just given that there's, I, I don't know, the odds are that someone else is going to do it. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it, these the the gambling interest in Oregon does not, seem like it matches the actual uh on field likelihood they're the biggest favorite in the conference odds at plus 250 the closest team is washington at plus 350 so i mean 
There's something not right about these lines. Uh, I would put this closer at more like eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Where it's at nine right now for the win total. I think eight and a half. Exactly. Is... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they it would have to lose that fourth game for you to lose that. That could get difficult. But at nine here, man, like, it's I feel really like. It's hard for them to get to 10 and 2. I think that their ceiling is more nine and three. Uh-huh. That's that's closer to their ceiling. And their floor, they could be a seven and five, six and six team even. Crystal Ball could be coaching for his job by the end of the year. He absolutely could be coaching for his job by the end of the year. Just because there's a lot of, um, I mean, I don't even know what the best. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Yeah, they got that Ohio State game. Let me get that pulled up. Um, they, oh, they get Stony Brook at home. So there's. Okay, that's probably a win. I think they're going to be able to handle <laughs> Stony Brook. <laughs> and then they got Oregon, I mean, uh, Arizona at home the week after that. That's a win. Mm-hmm. But then they go on the, then it's, yeah. yeah, on the road to Stanford, and then Cal on back to back weeks, and then on the road to UCLA. That's a uh-huh. tough three game stretch for them. I feel. Yeah, those are all losable games. Even Colorado at home. Colorado's kind of coming up under Carl Durrell. They could give them a game. Then they're at Washington this year. Yeah, at home against Washington State at Utah. I'm going to give them a loss there too, dude. So that's so that's three really difficult road games. No, four, well, four would be Ken Ohio State. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like the Civil War is a gimme. It's not like, you know, Cal has beaten them recently. Dude, Cal's beat Washington two years in a row. They're on the upswing. Like, just, they tend to, they just tend to play teams really tough. And Oregon is sort of like, a, I just feel like Oregon's always at their best when they're beating up on somebody. And yeah. uh, blowing teams out, and when they can't blow teams out, they're not as good at that part of college football. Yeah, all of a sudden those flashy Nike uniform combinations don't look as cool when they're grinding out like ugly wins and not looking, you know. Yeah, when you're trying to, I mean, having having uh, experienced Chip Kelly as a pro head coach as well, uh, that sort of Oregon Oregon Chip Kelly style, uh, it's not as good when you're trying to run out the clock. Yeah, no, no, totally. All right, up next, we got Washington, division plus 135, conference plus 350, over-under, win totals at 8.5, minus 130 okay. on the over, plus 110 on the under. Um, the, dude, I'll say this. the wa- Washington, you know, the last few years, they become like a defensive factory. Like, yes. they're putting dude, like studs into the NFL almost every other year kind of thing. Like, they mm-hmm. really capitalized on that talent in the Pacific Northwest, and... That dude, that's Seattle is a tough fucking place to play, and I I want to go sailgating up there one of these days. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see, I'm going to be up there near Thanksgiving. Maybe oh, well, <laughs> there's the big game. They are playing uh, lawsuit game on. I think it might be on Thanksgiving. Oh wow, yeah, that usually is a Thanksgiving weekend matchup, like historically. Uh, My let's... brother Paul's family's up there, and they're all uh, Wazoo fans. All right, let's get into their awesome. schedule here a little. Because <laughs> okay. I think it's much more favorable than Oregon's there. Um, Absolutely. To hit this ni- the, the nine here, the, get the nine win. To- all right, so they got Montana at home week one, uh-huh. and then they go at Michigan. I think that's a very winnable game for them. I, I, I have no faith in Jim Harbaugh. I yeah. Agree. Uh, Jim, Jim Harbaugh, another guy who's going to be on the hot seat at the end of this year. Like, um, and it's going to be a it's going to be a night game. Uh, I just I I I feel like that that plays into I don't, I don't know. I'm, I just don't think they're afraid to go play in Michigan. 
I was listening to somebody's show the other day where they're talking about how, uh, um, fucking what you call it, that uh, for the Ohio State players, like the Michigan games, not even the big rivalry for them anymore. It's like they consider it to be Penn State now. Wow. And it, it, yeah, and, and because and like, do you think about it? These guys are all like eighteen to twenty-two or whatever, dude. As they've grown up, they've only ever known Ohio State to dominate Michigan. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time Michigan beat them? Like twelve years ago, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, dude, it's something really it's crazy. Uh, I think it's like two thousand seven or something like that. Two thousand eight, maybe. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, like I mean, you look at Michigan, dude. Like they haven't been the same since that fucking Appalachian State loss. Uh huh. They just, it was just like something about their, like, cut their heart out a little bit. Yeah, it did, dude. And like, so I think that's a variable. The big house isn't quite as intimidating anymore. That's a Saturday night game, too. That's going to uh-huh. be a primetime game. I, dude, I really like Washington to go in there and, and get damage. And you might be able to get, and because the public likes Michigan so much, you could probably get that at pretty good value, I feel. Yeah. But then, yeah, they got Arkansas State at home. That's a win. Cal at home. Cal, dude, now Cal's beat him two years in a row, so that that's not a give me by any means based on recent no, history. No, 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 not at all. But they should probably win that. It's so like it should win, yeah. Now, dude, now you're looking, and then they go on the road to Oregon State. Before they got UCLA at home on October 16th, there's a possibility they're 5-0 and and they're, they're steamrolling, mm-hmm. and you only need four more games out of the next so many. They just need to be a 500 team down the stretch to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to give them a win against UCLA. Um uh-huh. And then you got at Arizona, that's a win. At Stanford, I think they beat them. That's at tough, home, yeah. At home against Oregon, that's a 50-50 game, but total coin flip. Uh at home against Arizona State, I think that's almost a coin flip, but I think it's in Washington's edge a little. And I mean, just we'll get to Arizona State later, but uh you catch them later in the year. Uh, things might really be falling apart. That's very, very, very true. <laughs> like I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's very fragile. Yeah, I think the odds are a little too uh, low on them for the p- potential of the wheels <laughs> falling off the bus the way it is. It's very tenuous, and we will definitely be getting into that because that's one of my favorite things this off season is that Arizona State. Thing. All right, then they go on, dude. November twentieth at Colorado. That's uh-huh. going to be cold, late season altitude. That is not a give me road game by any means. Well, I also think it also might end up being a night game too. If Colorado, yeah, if Colorado's halfway decent, season, yeah. yeah. So no, I mean it. Get the schedule definitely. Those last five games uh, get a lot tougher. Yeah, I think. Just but with I think... all the talent these teams have, and you know, Washington State, it, it seems like their coach might actually get the COVID vaccine now instead of just. Uh, intentionally getting fired <laughs> <laughs> but like so you got i think there's a realistic that they start seven six seven and oh or six and one in that yeah, opening stretch so what you need is out of that final five you're gonna need them to win either two or three games there which i yeah. think is very possible i think so too i mean the only game where they look like they would be an outright underdog is Maybe the Oregon game. Yeah, I'm not so sure on that even because it's at home. Right. That would probably right. just and open it like minus three, a traditional like uh, give the home team three points or whatever. Well, and what if at that point they're, you know, eight and one and Oregon's lost a game or two? Too? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, we already have Oregon for sure losing to Ohio State there. And depending on how they look in that game, that can really adjudge their national perception. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely some. 
some uh, landmines in that schedule at the end, but they they seem like they should be. I don't know, seven and one going into that. I mean, six and one going into that. Seven and zero. Yeah, I think over eight and a half is a smart play here. I really yeah. do. Like, um, all right. So now we move on to your Cal Golden Bears. Oh man, sixteen to one to win the division. Fifty to one to win the conference. Over under at six, dude. I really like this over for them, and I I, I kind of like Wait, them what? at sixteen. What's that? It's only at six. Yeah. I'm surprised it isn't six and a half. And you it's know. at minus one hundred and five for the over, minus one fifteen for the under. That seems a really low price, you know. Yeah, they are. They're like daring you to take this. Yeah, like I, yeah. There's got to be something. Uh, uh, fucking like, there's got. I don't know. They're, 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 maybe they know something we don't. They do have a tough home opener uh, against Nevada. Uh-huh. Um, and dude, I kind of want. Dude, I think that would be a cool yearly rivalry game. I think so. Now that now that they're decent, and I don't know, it's it's not far, and it's an no. excuse to Reno. Uh, there's a lot of great games there. Yeah, re, like a Reno Berkeley, like that's a border battle, like you know, like and it's basically the two like uh, trademark schools of the state, you know, state schools, like the 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 University of California and the University of Nevada. You know, it's like that's like yeah. Oklahoma, Nebraska, or whatever, <laughs> like. I love it. Yeah, so I the 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 Highway 80 series maybe. Yeah, yeah, dude, the Highway 80 Cup. Yeah. That see, dude, yeah. I I think that they should they need to make this like a yearly back and forth rivalry game. I would go up to Reno every other year to go fucking check this out Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. And and it just seems like it would be I don't I don't know, it's such a good destination and yeah, like Reno's a fun that's a fun town to go just check out a game and then it's dirt cheap hotel yeah i've never been okay i can kind of see why cal's schedule uh their schedule they don't really they don't get many breaks because then they go at tcu week two on september 11th that's a rough game i mean i that's a tough win that's a tough game yeah Uh, that's gonna be a defensive battle mm -hmm. because cal's defense is pretty good dude under will cox they should still be pretty decent and then um you know they're they do have the uh erratic chase garbers coming back but he is very experienced, at least. You know, I think this under is low because of Cal's really weird season last year. But I think they should be two and one going into the Washington game. I think so too. I think they and go then, one and one between TCU and Cal, and then they for sure beat Sacramento State. And then yeah. you got Washington, and then at home against Washington State, I think that's a win. I think on the road in Oregon is a potential upset. Uh, at home against Colorado, I like the chances there. At home against Oregon State, I like the chances there. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I I think this is like right there. You're close to this total, right? Like right away, you know. And then right. down the stretch, right. like you could, you could, they could, you could see them being like four and three. If not five. Well, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah. In their first eight games, five and three, I think is likely, and six and two is possible. Yeah, and then you got like, dude, you got errors. The, I mean, they get Arizona on the road. I think that's a good spot to get Arizona late in the season because they're going to be trash. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. like, it's better to save your home games in conference for tougher matchups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense, you know? Oh, oh I agree. I agree. They and then the USC. And then, yeah, it's close. You close it out with against the California schools at home against USC. I Dude, now the, the wagons could be falling off the SC wagon. Like, wheels. The wheels could be falling off the USC fucking Trojan horse fucking chariot. Uh-huh. Big time at that point. 
I would rather get, I mean, the Arizona late in the year, USC late in the year, UCLA late in the year. I'm in favor of all of those, you know, uh, but it just feels like they could, I just see a very easy, I definitely, it's easy to see a path to seven. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. UCLA at the Rose bowl, uh, final game of the season, November 27th. That's going to be a tough one, I think. Uh-huh. But they've just got to win basically of those last of those last five games, Oregon State, Arizona, USC, Stanford, UCLA, they might only have to really go three and two to get to seven there. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Like it, so, it, it should be pre- it should be pretty possible. I'm on the over there. All right, next up we got the Stanford Cardinal. Uh-huh. Twenty to one to win the division. Yeah, I, and I, I, dude, I can see a path for Cal to win the division this year at sixteen to one. I think that's not bad value. I think it's kind of wide open. Those teams could possibly beat up on each other. And that's since, the thing. And yeah. then since the price is so high on Oregon and Washington right now, you might as well go with a value play in this division. That's the way I look mm-hmm. at it. Well, and it's it's tough to pick. It's tough to pick between Oregon and Washington, and I think Cal's probably the best uh, other choice. Yep, I definitely agree there. All right, so. Stanford is 20 to 1 to win the division, 50 to 1 to win the conference. Win total, dude, at four and a half. Four and a half only. If you wait till you see their schedule. It is okay, okay. brutal. <laughs> they get the worst schedule. It's the toughest schedule in the country if, uh, by a lot of metrics. So keep that in mind. Because <laughs> okay. the o- I think they're the only um, team this year. I'm, call- I'm looking it up right now, but their entire schedule is all Power 5 schools in Notre Dame. They don't have one like group oh, of five school even on yeah. so uh, Kansas State, Vanderbilt. Yeah, dude. No, Kansas State, Vanderbilt. I mean, dude, this is not an easy schedule at all. They go to Kansas State, then they get USC, uh, which is actually a good spot to get UC- USC in. Then at Vanderbilt, and then UCLA at home, uh-huh. and then Oregon at home, and then at Arizona State. Like, realistically. They can, dude, they could start 0 6, dude. <laughs> I mean, because you look at that Kansas State game, that's a that's a noon West Coast start, I think. They yeah, I did. I would lock that up taking Kansas State at home this week. That I, is a super early game. Yeah, that they're playing at 9 a.m. Pacific in that game. And Kansas State is really they good, dude. At 11 a.m. local start. Kansas State's great. Kansas I mean, good. dude, they beat Oklahoma last year starting wide receivers at defensive back because they had so many guys out with COVID. And they fucking pulled off a 27-point comeback against Oklahoma. It was on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I never expect anything from Vanderbilt, but that's another one where they're going to be on the road. It's a night game. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. And then they go Washington State on the road. And they get Washington at home. So, like, right there, they get the tougher of the, the breaks on the, those schools, you know, where it's like they get the they have to go to the easier one on the road travel to, and then they get the tougher one at home. You'd rather just go to the tougher one and get the L out of the way. And have your... Yeah, and, and going to Washington State is a nightmare. Dude, because that's basically eastern Washington, like Pullman. It's, like, out in, like, the desert, basically, right? Yeah, it's on the Palouse. So it's crazy. The weather's crazy. It's really windy. It's that it's late enough that it's going to be really cold there, and it's tough because they'll they'll be go- so they'll be going from one desert to another between uh, week six and week seven, where it's like from oh no week uh, yeah week six and week seven 
they're they're yeah they go to or they go to arizona state and then they have to go to washington state after that yeah dude and and then Washington at home, then Utah at home. Utah is no joke this year, dude. That is a physical. That may be the most physical team in the conference and on the in the West in general. Um, or, yeah. Oregon State on the road. I think that's a winnable game. But then, uh-huh. dude, the Cal Stanford. Okay, that we throw. We know how crazy that rivalry can be. Exactly. Going back to the ban on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the weirdest things have happened in that too. Like. Uh, Weird penalties, like games coming down to blown. Yeah, and then final week game of the season, November twenty seventh. They get Notre Dame at home. That's a loss. I, so they're playing, they aren't playing their toughest opponents at home, but I just don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. I like, don't think so either. Like Oregon, Washington, Utah, Notre Dame are all just significantly more talented than Stanford. Yeah, and dude. they got a good coach, but this is a—it's just such a brutal schedule. Yeah, I. I lean on the under here. I'm not completely sold on it, though. You know, because I, I could see them winning five games, dude. Like Stanford, mm-hmm. you know. But I could also, I could also see them going zero and three non-conference. Yeah, and that's like, and so if they're zero and three there, now you need them to go five and four in the Pac-12. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I mean, okay. So you put, say, you, say you put them one and two non-conference. They beat either Vanderbilt or. I mean, it just like the only. I mean, I think that Kansas State game and that Notre Dame game are straight up losses. Yeah, same here, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, so like they can they beat Vandy. Uh, I mean, it is Stanford, so they'll like they'll grit out a couple wins that they probably shouldn't do. They seem to always yeah, yeah, have yeah. UCLA's number, no matter how, when, even when UCLA uh-huh. is like drastically more talented. So who they'll fucking beat, knows? They'll beat like two of the five of UCLA, Oregon, Washington, uh, Cal, and Utah. Like they'll win two of those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's hard to put them at five, dude. Yeah, but that's hard to put there. And it's it, and uh, it's not a real knock against if you're a Stanford fan. Uh, well, you can fuck off because you're like that wine and cheese fucking Palo Alto <laughs> snob, probably. <laughs> but uh, like, no, if you're a Stanford fan, it's not. It's no disrespect to this team because they just schedule an absolutely brutal schedule, and the conference is tough. You know, uh-huh. I mean, it, it, that's basically what it boils down to here. I think good for them because a lot of schools will put a couple. They're, they're not putting padding it with a couple FCS schools or something to get the easy wins and, and you know and. No, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. So I respect, it, but it's just a really tough schedule. So I'm not. Yeah, I, I would. I, I I lean on the under, but I'm not completely sold on it. You know, because it is Stanford. They might just run the ball down to people's throats all year. Yeah, but, but well, they've kind of gotten away from that the last couple of years, and that's why they've, yeah. they've kind of fallen off. You know, they're not as physical now as they were. Yeah, and now it's like. Uh, Utah's doing what they used to do. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And the defense should be really good, but I think last year their offense was just terrible. Yeah, it was atrocious, dude. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Their offense was not terrible. Their defense. You know, and let's let's uh, not forget too that both Cal and Stanford last year were kind of under the like because of Northern California practice laws and stuff yeah. during, in those those counties. It it was really difficult. For them. They were practicing at high schools and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was not practicing at all. And they were having to travel like four, three hours or whatever to practice, right? Something like that. Yeah. It, it, was, it, it was insane. So they had a really rough go of it last year. So you think they're, they might be able to work out some kinks a little, you know, going into this year. Like, like some of that might be cleaned up. Like both Cal and Sanford could be a lot better because they can just practice normally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. I, I just think the schedules are not in either of their favors. 
So, you know, and you can you can trust David Shaw, I think, but I just don't know if they, you know, they they don't have a good secondary, they don't have a a good D line, and they still, you know, they're still figuring out the quarterback position. So, I still think they'll be able to run the ball. They have good linebackers, but uh, yeah, the, the whole thing does not add up to anything great for me. All right, so now we'll move on to Washington State at 20-1 to 1 for the division, 40-1 to 1 for the conference. Win total over under at 6.5, plus 125 on the over, minus 150 on the under. That's some steep odds there, dude. Yeah, I have the I have the least handle on this team as anyone in the conference. You know, I think they're going to get a lot better because their new coach, Nick Rolovich, is really, really good. Dude, he turned Hawaii around. They were fucking dead in the water after Norm Chow. Uh-huh. And, oh, right. yeah. and he rebuilt that program into a respectable team. And now, I know they look like garbage against UCLA yesterday, but I think Todd Graham has them on the upswing. You know, going from uh, Rolovich leaving for Washington State and then picking up Todd Graham, I still think that's a good move for the Hawaii program. And I, dude, that, that just you got that fucking crazy home field advantage there. Uh-huh. And, and like, and dude, that, I think that's a fun recruiting pitch. Hey, do you want to go come play in a tropical paradise? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and. I kind of, I almost feel like Todd Graham. It's secretly a great coaching job. Yeah, no, it is. It is. You like there's guys that <laughs> June Jones had a great run there. You know, former NFL coach. So I mean, anyway, Nick Rolovich did yeah. a great job there, and he didn't have an off season last year to implement his run and shoot offense. And a lot of people, okay, now going from the air raid under Mike Leach to the run and shoot, a lot of people wouldn't notice this, like, like just straight watching the game. But there's subtle differences between the offenses where there's a lot more pressure put on the wide receivers in the run and shoot because they have to run option routes almost every snap. So they have uh, to they have to read the defensive back, and then it, there's like three different options that they, they angle out on depending on what the coverage is giving them. And the quarterback and them have to be on the same page for that shit. That, you, you have a lot of interceptions if a guy's not breaking on the right route and the quarterback throwing it somewhere else. Like, I also like that he looks like a Cullen Brothers character. he's like real deep sad eyes kind of a crazy beard yeah Uh, he's been on the sports gambling podcast a couple times with uh sean green and uh ryan kramer dude and he's pretty cool like he's a cool guy so i'm definitely rooting for washington state i think uh uh, give me some cougs for this season uh and they're not far removed from having a 10 win season a couple years ago so i mean yeah and i i think this guy I mean, I guess he, I guess he's also coached at Hawaii a lot and went to Hawaii, right? I mean, just I like the over here for a couple of reasons. I like that juice at plus one twenty five, uh-huh. but more importantly, dude, Washington State's just one of those programs when you're never expecting anything from them. That's when they sneak up with you on a nine win season or something like that. Uh huh. And dude, they got okay. Now let's look at the schedule because this is where you got to go. Oh, this is a lock, just because they get Utah State and fucking Portland State first two weeks. That's two and zero right there. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And now they get SC at home, and then they go on the road to Utah. Now, I think that SC game is very winnable for them. Utah in Utah is probably the toughest place to play in the Pac-12, I would say, in Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, 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 because you have altitude and crazy fans just, and the weather's bad. Yeah, and the weather's horrible. And it's just – with all this conference expansion now all over the country in these conferences, if you go down the line – so this is the final of uh, the six – damn, Power Five and Independence and – uh, group of five, but dude, if you really look at every conference in the country, there's always that weird road trip. Like, uh-huh. like, oh, like, right, right, right. like in the Big Twelve, it's West Virginia. It's that weird uh-huh. one way out of the way. In the SEC, you have Missouri. 
yeah. you know, where it's it's not quite with the rest of them. Like, well, and Salt Lake City even feels further than Boulder, even though it's geographically closer. It's like it it's more remote. You yeah, know what I mean, you're not just flying into a giant airport in Denver. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, yeah, it's dude like the the giant airport in Denver with Illuminati paintings all over. Isn't that yeah. isn't that what's going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this guy going to actually get the vaccine? Did he say? I know he wasn't vaccinated, and the coaching staff's really anti-vax. But he said something like, "I'm going to follow the protocols." He didn't actually say, "I'm going to get vaccinated," but I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna get dude, the shot rather not, than. I mean, rather than like not. Yeah, just you know. get the shot, dude. You're, he's not some alt-right podcaster who's going to lose his audience if he gets it. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's from Daly City. Come on. Man. <laughs> So yeah, okay. So Washington State, they, I think they start two and zero pretty easy there with um, with uh, what is it, Portland State and Utah uh, State. Utah State at home, and then they stay at home for USC. I, I mean, I, that's a great spot to get USC. It is. It is because USC could have some troubles early in the season here, and, and things could go south real quick because they uh-huh. they open up with a tough schedule. Uh, that Utah yeah. game's a loss. That I Utah think. game's a loss, yeah. Uh, at Cal, that I think that's a 50-50 game. Point flip, yeah. Uh, Oregon State, they should win. That's a, that's. I think that's a for sure win at home there. Yeah. Um, uh, like like, like we said, this is. I mean, Washington State is a tough place to play, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. They're always really tough at home. Stanford at home, I like that spot for them. BYU at home, I really like that as a win, dude. Yeah. I I, mean, see, here's the thing: is I can get this team over six and a half real quick because I got them three and zero in non-conference. They just need exactly. to win four conference games. I think that's very possible. Uh huh. Because you've got your rivalry game. You've got a lot of good spots for home games. Yeah. If you have them beating BYU, suddenly seven wins seems easy. Dude, like BYU's replacing more. The win. Yeah. BYU's replacing more players than anybody in the country. Mm hmm. So, like, they graduated more guys and more. Like, so, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I give them a win there. And then, like, yeah, they got to go at Arizona State, at Oregon, at Washington. Those are all tough. But, but hosting Arizona, hosting the, Oregon State, those should be wins. Yeah, that, that and Stanford or they'll beat Stanford or Cal at least, if not both. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I can mean, get them to the seven here. The, schedule, the back end of the schedule is rough. Yeah, they might go one and three at the end, but you know, they only need to go. You know. um, what what do they have to do? I'm gonna give One them. The Here's yeah. the thing: is I'm for sure gonna give them Arizona, Stanford, and Oregon State at home, and then those non-conference yeah. games. So now we just need them to get one more win somewhere with like Cal, um, Oregon, Washington. I mean, that's a rivalry game. USC. I think those are all winnable games. Like like any one of those, they could they could pull off. So I think they're just gonna be a hard team to play. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend the over here at plus twenty five. That's that's a, getting some nice odds on that. So yeah, and they're gonna keep running run at you, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, and that's just I just feel like that's a nightmare sometimes. Yeah, I mean, see, on a week by week thing, like like it's different in a bowl game or something. Like but... I said, like a lot of people wouldn't know the difference over the years. They've gone from the spread to the air raid to the run and shoot, but they're all very they all run a lot of heavy wide receiver sets, is what it is. Like you know, so they kind of look the same, but there's subtle differences to it. Like in the air raid, like the Mike Leach system, especially. His play card's like just twelve plays, right? Yeah, uh, you know, like they have like twelve plays, but they have like thirty-seven formations they use. Yeah, right. 
uh, yeah, different reads. And so every like it appears like they're constantly doing different stuff, but it's really all the same. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and so it makes it really easy for people to pick up and, and get going on it. The run and shoot is a little bit more complex. So I think with the full off season to to, to practice and stuff, I think they're going to be a lot better on offense. Like th- this is going to be an offense to watch out for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I just love having. Um, I mean, I think I think that's one reason why Stanford coming off a trip to Arizona State, having to go to Washington State and face the run and shoot, is uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, a, that, that's a yeah. See, yeah, when you start looking at the back to back spots, good, yeah, because it's yeah. you're like anytime a team's having to go on the road twice in a in a row, or like that's tough, dude. You don't. Oh yeah, and see, and and that's the thing that's that's the tough part part of their schedule here is where they got to go back to back Arizona State, Oregon. That's I mean. That's that's a really tough spot because I, I you got to give them that Oregon game as a loss. Well, and you know you think about that. Uh, I just think they were be- they were definitely better than their one and three record. Uh, you know they blew a bunch of leads last year, and that's not promising. But I feel like that is something that's much easier to build on than yeah. Like it's easier to before. be able to yeah. blow the. It's easier to fix blowing leads than not getting a lead at all. <laughs> like I mean. All right. Okay. Next up, we got the Oregon State Beavers. Now, what Ooh. do you think about Oregon State and South Carolina Gamecocks having a yearly rivalry game? I mean, that is so weird. It's it's. I mean, I I kind of love it, but it just seems like the most random uh, pair rivalry game possible. I remember one year they played Ups up and Cox, baby. <laughs> like I remember one year they played in like the NIT or something, and I was like, this game should be getting way more recognition than it's getting. <laughs> <laughs> it'd always even be funnier if they played in like the women's final four <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway enough juvenile humor um oregon state's at 40 to 1 to win the division 60 to win the, win the conference four and a half win total overs at minus 135 unders at plus 115 i i like jonathan smith former oregon state quarterback who's now the head coach uh-huh. there uh, yeah it seems like they've stabilized themselves a little bit yeah awful for a couple of years but let's face it dude this is a tough fucking uh here's the here's why i'll give them a win against hawaii on september 11th but i uh-huh. think hawaii like i think they're going to be a lot better after getting embarrassed by ucla yesterday i think let a fire into those guys yeah and but oregon state opens at purdue dude that's a tough one um they do get idaho at home so like but that's like kind of they should beat Idaho, but yeah, Oregon, like Purdue and Hawaii, those are due two n- tough non-conference games. So yeah. right out the gate, that makes the schedule pretty tough to start out with. And then they got to go on the road to USC. They're at home against Washington on the road to Washington state. We got them losing that. We just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Utah, at Utah at home. So at least they don't have to travel there. Uh, at Cal at Colorado back to back home game road games. That's going to be a tough spot in Colorado there for uh-huh. them. Uh, Stanford at home, Arizona State at home, and then at Oregon in the the rivalry game. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's hard for me to get these this team to five wins, dude. No, and it just seems like their run defense was so bad, and there's a bunch of teams that on their schedule that can just really exploit that. Like, I don't think Stanford is going to be that great overall, but they're the worst matchup for Oregon State. The, and I mean, this might be the out. This is like the. Oregon State and Arizona are probably the two. Where Arizona is clearly the worst team in the Pac-12, I think. But Oregon State, uh, we're not too much far ahead of them, you know. Really, like it's right. They're right. they're down there, and 
I think there's great value at under uh, four under four and a half at plus one fifteen here because I can only give them two wins looking at this schedule. Right, and I don't even think they're that bad, but it's just there's it's, a lot of unfavorable matchups. Yeah, yeah, it's, and they're like, dude, especially like Colorado at Colorado would I think would normally be a winnable game, but uh-huh. not after a back to back road trip of Cal and then then you know because Cal's a physical team and that's going to be a. It, that Colorado game is going to be a tough road trip where maybe if they would have played early in the season coming off a of bye week, they have a much better chance there kind of thing. So it's just yeah. the spot where they're in the schedule. It's just I have a real difficult time finding three three other wins on the schedule for sure for them. So Yeah, and they get a break before hosting Utah, but you know, it's just I wish it was a worse team in I, that spot. It, it pisses me off that this year UCLA plays uh, and the North teams they play they get Washington and Oregon instead of Washington and Oregon State. And SE, I think, uh, gets Washington State and Oregon State. So it's like, that's such a fucking, like, schedule fuckery. Like, oh, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's so drastically different. And But, yeah, I... Normally, I, you're like, eh, they're not that much different. It's like, no, this year. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, that's a, that's a much, much more difficult fucking schedule. But, hey, it means the wins will count that much more. All right, uh, Oregon State. Though, yeah, I, I'm I'm on the under here at plus one fifteen. So I think the best value plays in this division, if I'm going to bet it, is the Oregon under, the Oregon, St- and then uh, the Washington State over. I think those are almost. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. those are almost both for sure things because so much has to break right for Oregon to hit that tenth win, dude. With just because of that Ohio State game. So I think the, exactly. those are the two bets I would recommend in this division. All right. So now we're moving on to the South. Oh yeah, who do you got winning the division? Oh, um, I think I'm taking Washington to win this. So game. am I. I. I think they got the best matchups. I don't hate Cal at sixteen to one. Sprinkle that a little, right for a value one for a value pick. And also, I do think that neither Oregon or Washington are so great that uh, it seems crazy for someone else to win this. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think Washington though is the play there for sure. Uh, that defense is just, dude. That's they're they're tough, man. They're they're fucking nasty. And Seattle, like I said, that's a tough fucking road game. Like, there's a reason why the Seahawks fans and the Washington fans are notorious every year. Like, it's, yeah. Right. Well, and and also, I feel like they're they're gonna be kind of pissed off with how the season ended last year. Absolutely, they got hosed. They don't get to play in the title game, and then Oregon wins the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, like, dude, that was some that was like some bullshit. So if you if you don't know what happened last year. Basically, Washington won the division mm-hmm. record-wise, but Oregon got to represent the division in the conference championship game because there was a COVID cancellation, and it just—it was—they really went out of their way to protect Oregon, the bigger brand in the conference. Yeah, and and then Washington Washington just didn't even play a bowl game. So yeah, Washington's definitely going to have a chip on their shoulder going into this season, dude. So I, I like I like that angle a big time. All right, next up, we got Arizona State, dude. The Sun Devils. Herm, baby. All right, we got Division, plus 200, Conference, plus 400. Nine on the over-under, plus 115 on the over, minus 135 on the under. Now, this program is a program in turmoil right now. Herm Edwards was brought in to bring stability. And really, from what I've heard, uh, defensive coordinator and former NFL linebacker Antonio Pierce seems uh-huh. to be doing the majority of the coaching. Like, Herm's kind of there more as a CEO, which right. which is yeah. what college football should be. The offensive um, coordinator, the coordinators should be running most of the, like, actual team, and then the head coach is more about, like, the public appearances and looking cool on the sideline and, 
you know, well, you're really more of an administrator and like now because you're really kind of running like you're basically the CEO of a football business. Uh-huh. And so the game has changed and that's why like you know, like old school guys like Bear Bryant that like that coaching mold doesn't exist anymore. But so Herm is in there um they got in trouble for okay, now what was it exactly where they were pra- illegally practicing during COVID? Yeah, like recruiting violations uh, during dead time. And then, uh, I mean, apparently there's a lot of stuff that is still supposedly going to come out. That's what I've heard, too. And, like, there, there's some dirt. Like, I don't think it's quite like Jerry Sandusky-level shit, but I've heard there's some dirt coming out. Well, and they're, they're, apparently they were giving people tours late at night. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Happened. Uh, so there could be some yeah. like honestly like I don't I'm I wouldn't take them this year strictly because with possible looming sanctions they might not even play in the conference championship game. Right, and and it the the thing that's worse about it to me is that it seems like it's dragging out a lot, and that's never that's good. never good. Yeah, and th- this has fingerprints of we're gonna fucking penalize ourselves before they drop the hammer on us pretty soon. Kind of vibes big time right, for me exactly. So just for that alone, I don't like them to win the conference championship. Like, I just like I'm writing them off right out the gate. Um, okay, I remember you saying like they had some interesting uh, running backs, right? They do, they do. Uh, they have. Hold on, let me find these names real quick. Uh, they have two of my favorite college football names anywhere, and those guys <laughs> are named. Hold on, let me just pull this up. I just want to you gotta, sure. uh, that's I want one to good sure thing I... about college football. There's always some incredible names. Just like, I always like the recruiting site, like at the end of the recruiting cycle, because like, it's, it's so funny when like, like every team has a hundred players on it or whatever, 120 players. So it's like, yeah. you're going to get some very random weird names in the mix. Like, like, <laughs> it's just, it's just how the world works. All right. I got their schedule pulled up right now too. And you know what? They actually have a very favorable schedule. Oh, Arizona State does? Yeah. So Okay. Oh, so I'm sorry. The Arizona State running backs are Rashad White, and Rashad is R-A-C-H-A-A-D. And then they have a guy named uh, Deamonte Treanum. <laughs> yeah, Treanum is fa- a phenomenal name. Like, I, 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 what is that, Dutch? I, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a like, shoemaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude, they open up with uh, Southern Utah at home and UNLV at home. Dude, those are both easy easy fucking wins on both of those. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Southern Utah look like I, – I'm very high on San Jose State this year, but, dude, Southern Utah look didn't look too good yesterday against them. Like, they were just getting boat raced. And going, and going from a Mountain West school to a Pac-12 school is not going to help them at all in that matchup. Uh, I, I, I might bet Arizona State that one, but the line's probably going to be pretty high. But I'm guessing it's going to be around like – it's probably at like 24 right now if I had to guess. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, you want to be able to win. Okay, and then they get BYU, and that's not a road – it looks like it's a road game on there, right? Uh, a, a, a road night game. If I'm not mistaken, that's here in Vegas at the Allegiant Stadium. Oh, well, that's much better. And, and like I said, BYU has even if it's at BYU, if I, I can't remember if it's BYU doing that with Arizona or Arizona State. I guess we'll look when we get to Arizona later. But yeah, it's, is, uh... even if it's at Provo in Provo, Utah, they're getting rid of. They have so much turnover on that roster this year. It's hard for me. I, I just don't. I can't evaluate them. So when I see them on a schedule, I'm kind of giving them you know 
more losses than I probably normally would for a BYU team just because it's like, hey, like, we don't – they're unproven, you know. Um, then they get Colorado State at home. So I think it's very real they're 4-0 before they go into UCLA. Uh-huh. But I oh, think right. I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw at UCLA. But then they get Stanford at home. Then they go to Utah. So see, this is where it starts getting tough. Then they go to Utah. Then they get Washington State at home. They get SC at home. They go to Washington. Then they get Oregon State on the road. And then they get Arizona in the rivalry game. So I can get them to the nine wins. I can. But I think there's too much likelihood that they drop, like, like I don't know, like SC, Washington, UCLA. I kind of have them for losses there. And Utah. So then, and, then, and then it's like the BYU game is winnable, but not necessarily likely. And you know they 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 do have a lot of guys coming back. It seems like a solid team. Definitely seems like a bowl team. Yeah, for sure. I mean they're good and like, dude. And and by an eight and four for an Arizona State season is pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah, that's no disrespect to them. I just think this number at nine is a little high. If if you know, and that's there's that's why it's minus one thirty five juice on the under there because other people are agreeing right. with that. Like, and so yeah, I, I I honestly though, like I said, I just recommend staying away from this team in general gambling wise this year. Because there's right. so much uncertainty with potential sanctions, and just don't don't fucking. There's so many other games. Don't waste your money on that shit. <laughs> and I just think, yeah, I just think that nine is possible, but you can definitely just see they could lose the Arizona game, the USC game. Like, there's just a lot of. Uh, I mean, they they what did they beat Arizona last year? Like seventy to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, that could be a real stomping. And well, and uh, you know, that basically, if you bet the over and they lose that road game in at BYU, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, that that to me, you got to if you're betting the over on this team, that's the game you circle because that's mm-hmm. an absolute must-win game to hit this. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, because I, I honestly I have them t- losing four games in conference. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. So right, right away, right away, it's not. I don't have it hitting. You know, like I have the under. Right, right, right. I might take it. At, I might take the over at eight and a half, but not at. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that nine push really. What's the point on that one? Exactly. It's, it's, exactly. Like, like I think nine is pretty likely. But if you're not going to win with it, then yeah, what's the fucking point? Yeah, spend your money elsewhere. All right. Next, we got USC under Clay Helton, the fucking uh, USC fucking Trojans. Plus 200 for the division, uh-huh. plus 400 for the conference, eight and a half on the win total, over at plus 105, uh, under at minus 125. So basically the odds makers are telling us they think this is about an eight-win team. Yeah. And, and I, I love Slovis. I really like him. He's pretty good, dude. I mean, I, okay, I, I'm a notorious USC hater as a diehard uh-huh. UCLA fan. But, yeah. I, dude, like – this seems pretty good. Dude, historically, they're great. I get it. And, dude, they're recruiting, though, the last few years. If you look at it, um, they, like, usually are ranking, like, the top 15, 20 every year, right? Right, right. They, they like, try, like, what was it, like, two years ago? They had the 62nd best recruiting class. That's just that, rough. That's really uncharacteristic. And that's the reason why they've gone to the air raid offense. Because they had that couple years of rougher recruiting. And so, usually, a, like, a program, like, I, I said this on the last one on the group of five stuff, but... For programs like USC, Alabama, Ohio State, like where they're the dominant program of their region, you know, they're, they're the blue blood of their region. 
You can recruit well. You can get all the top like linemen and shit you want. You should be running pro style offenses and trying to attract NFL prospects to come play for you. Absolutely. Like, right. <laughs> and like to run I mean, and I know the air raid's trickling more into the NFL, and I love the air raid, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. dude, that's that's for like schools like Washington State to use to make make up a competitive advan- disadvantage that they have on the ta- on the, from the talent perspective. So when you see a, sc- a program like SC resorting to a, a, essentially what is a gimmick, like it says something about the state of the program. Yeah, that they just don't have. It almost feels like they aren't confident enough in the offensive line. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, dude. And. uh Dude, this is fucking running back you, right? Tailback you, right? I mean, dude, mm-hmm. how many Heisman running winning running backs have they had? Reggie Bush, OJ, Orenthal James, uh, Anthony <laughs> Davis, Charles White, uh, Marcus Allen. I mean, the list goes on and on, dude. Like, uh-huh. And, dude, I think they ranked like 124th in the country in, in rushing last year. It's crazy. Like, dude, they a USC team should never be ranking that low. So that's why I think a lot of people are and higher on first round left tackle. Too. Yeah, yes, exactly, dude. And like, that's why like, I, I really think like uh, anybody. I, it's not just being me being a hater, but I'm on the under on this team this year because it's like, if if that's the state of the program where they're kind of resorting to it, give me. A, so look, they get week one San Jose State now. I remember I messaged you this before, like like last week or whatever. Saying, uh-huh. <laughs> I think this is a potential upset game for SC. Uh-huh. <laughs> they could get caught with their pants down week one, and what Clay Hilton gets fired if they lose that, right? Yeah, I, yes, he's already on the hot seat. That feels like they could, you know, uh, yeah, just just a quick get him out of there, get someone in there. Uh, you know they. Dude, and San Jose State's a plus five hundred uh, underdog in that game. So at five to one, dude, there's some value there because San Jose State's really good. They have an NFL tight end. Uh, it's like they have some of the one of the highest rate of returning starters in the country, like nineteen returning starters or twenty returning uh-huh. starters or whatever. This is a really, really good team, dude. And the new offense was not clicking that well last year at USC. Well, and you look, they, dude, they barely beat Arizona by a tipped pass. They barely beat Arizona State on a miracle. They barely beat UCLA on a miracle. Like, if if UCLA doesn't throw a pick six there that lets them back in the game, that game's long over. And, and like, I mean, so dude, that record for them is deceiving. Last year, like, dude, once again, like the way the Pac-12 manufactured that USC Oregon like conference championship game was a crock of shit. But what can we do? It's, All right, so it's hard to look at a team where these these running backs they have are like fine. But by USC standards, they're terrible. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they, 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 they're starting to resemble more of a Fresno State than SC. You know, like, and that should that should if you're an SC fan, that should definitely cause concern for you, like at the state of the yeah. program. Like, and I get it. SC fans weren't happy with Clay Hilton going into this year already, so it's like he might be he might be starting the season on the biggest hot seat. And so, and San Jose State is a live dog in that game. I'm going to give them the win there, but San Jose State is a fucking live dog. And you heard uh-huh. it here first if that fucking goes off this Saturday. Um, points. Take the points. Take the points. Yeah, take 15 and a half, too. That's a nice little number to catch it at, That's too. That is a nice number. Damn. Um, is it, yeah, two, yeah, two touchdowns? I like that. Yeah, dude. I, I really, I dude, I think San Jose State, like, here's the thing is, I think they score at least 27 points in that game. It all depends on what SC does offensively. But San Jose State's gonna score, gonna score some points, dude. That's for damn sure. They, this offense is fucking amazing. Okay, uh, USC, the, they get Stanford at home. That's a rivalry game. You never, I mean, yeah. 
Like, no, I mean Stanford wins there a lot. Yeah, so I mean that's that's not. But I'll give them I'll give them a two and zero start. But then they go to Pullman, and then they get uh-huh. or Oregon State at home, and then they go to at Colorado, and they get Utah at home. So in that first six, I think they, I think they could be four and one after five games. I think they're that, four and two they, after that first six. Probably. But that Utah game is like, yeah, make or break. So they've got to. I think they. I think like them to win. The, for them to win the Pac-10, they need to be five to one going into that. Uh, yeah, going into their bye, basically. Here's here's what I would do, and here's how I'll play it: is take uh, SC. Like, if you're gonna bet this team, like I don't know the the under, definitely bet against them against San Jose State Week One there. But Utah's played really t- like SC's kind of had their number at the Coliseum the last few times. Uh-huh. I think this is a year where the Kyle Whittingham Utah program takes kind of a step forward and really establishes mm-hmm. themselves in the conference elite. So I have Utah winning that game on that. Like, and like, cause I think, I think if SC stumbles at all in those first few games where they lose one of those ones that they're supposed to win, the seat starts getting really hot, really quick. Right. Right. And, and one thing that is uh, a hallmark of the Clay Helton era is not taking care of business. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like one day, I mean, it's weird because it's hard to pick against them just because of how talented they are just in general. They you know, are, you know, despite you know, that, it's like... Weirdly, it's weirdly soft at some regular USC positions. But what's the what's the over-under on them? Eight and a half. I think I would take the over, but I don't... But, but well, like, for nine wins. Like here's I the think, thing is, when you look at that non-conference schedule where they mm-hmm. get BYU at home, okay? Huh? They get Notre Dame at Notre Dame... At Notre Dame. And then I San Jose State. That's a very, very tough non-conference schedule. Yeah. And I like I, I like them to go to – basically, I think, the, I think the probable losses are Notre Dame, Utah, and then I think that, I think that UCLA game. I do, too. I think UCLA – that's not just me being a homer. I, I think UCLA is the better team this year. I think, like, UCLA, you know UCLA, out of all Power 5 schools, has the most returning players in the country? Yeah, and I mean the reason I would pick them against BYU is BYU has so few returning players. Yeah. Well, they got two of Mitt Romney's nephew playing nephews playing wide receiver. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a that's a that's a real red flag for me. But yeah, I think, they, <laughs> I think they go nine and three, but I think they lose. I think they're going to lose to Utah. At home, yeah, I do too. Like, uh, I'm going to give them for sure, lo- like almost a for sure loss in that Utah game and the Notre Dame game. Yeah. So right away, like. You only, you know, they two more losses can pop up very quick with Utah, UCLA, Arizona State, BYU, and and even at Cal, dude. That's mm-hmm. a t- that's a tough road game there too, dude. And that's right, the thing. I that's why I really. Low, I feel like it's going to be a really low scoring game. That's why I really like uh, UCLA too in that game because they're playing an easier. We'll get to their schedule, but. Like that, SC having to go play a, a, one of the most physical teams in the conference in Cal the week before, that's always good. They're going to get be, a little right. bit more beat up in a other rivalry game the week before the big rivalry game. Like that's a, that's a, on a road trip. I like that. Like, yeah, I do like that they get a bye before the Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that 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 does help them a little bit because if they were playing Utah, the Notre Dame in back to back weeks, oh my god, that's brutal. Like you, that's gonna be a, that's on, that that Notre Dame game is going to be a night game. It's going to be national TV. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I am I'm on the under on this team, and that's not just me being a hater, but because at minus one twenty five, the odds makers seem to agree with me there. Yeah, 
I'm I'm a slight over, but I would be surprised if they got ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they could, could go ten and two, but I don't know. Like, dude, like it's I said, man, yeah. yeah, it's a really hard schedule, and it's, and like I mean, I, I, I was talking right before we started recording. The Pac-12 schedule is possibly better than any other country, like conference in the country. Right, right. Well, and you have, and you have all the you have dude. Out of all these teams, we out of all these schedules we've done so far, we've only had a couple FCS schools. And then, like the SEC right. teams, every SEC team plays an FC, uh, FCS school, pretty much. And who's like an in-state FCS school? Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, dude, it's such a crock of shit. The way people, like, I get it. They're all good, and it's like, well, if we schedule tougher out of conference, we'd all just be, we, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to make it through. It's like. Well, yeah, that, but that's how good conferences should do it. You know, uh, I would much rather have an expanded playoff with like the, 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 that 12 team playoff they're talking about where fuck it, dude, if, and make everybody's schedule tougher and get those FCS schools off your fucking schedule. Because, dude, if a bunch of nine and three com- conference champions are competing for the national championship, that's not bad for the sport. Right. It's crazy that Clay Helton's been there as long as he has. I know. I know, dude. Uh, is, is this like year seven? Something like that. Like year six, maybe? Yeah. So yeah, he, he, the, the 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 seats warming up on him, and uh, for that reason alone, I am taking the under because you never want a guy who the last act of a desperate man, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next up, we got Utes, the Utah Utes, dude. Now I've, I love this. I love this team, dude. So do I. Uh, I mean, I'm a as a UCLA fan. It hurts because, dude, you figure, oh, we're adding a Mountain West school to the division. Uh, that, beca- uh-huh. that that should be an edge for us over the years, and all. And then, what, what did Utah do? Prove that they belong on that big stage, and they're. Oh my god! Yeah, they are good, dude. This is not a fucking team to trifle with this season. I have their schedule pulled up right now. There we go. Um, Weber State at home. That's an in-state uh, FCS school. Okay, so <laughs> right, that's funny that yeah. right after we're talking that oh. we're like, uh, well. That- and they're right down the road. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Damian Lillard's all, alma mater, I think. So they go, but then they go to uh, at, at BYU in the, the Holy War game in week two. That's it. That's a crazy rivalry. Anything can happen there. Then they go at San Diego State, but San Diego State's playing in Carson this year. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, are they building a new they're building. Stadium? They're yeah. They're building a brand new state, like the the site of the old Charger Stadium, the old Jack Murphy site. Is becoming like an updated uh, modern new San Diego State Stadium. So okay, okay. So when you see San that's Diego a State, road game. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a fucking neutral field game, basically. That's not a straight yeah. like, and it's and, and a neutral field game in a thirty thousand seat stadium, or, mm-hmm. or twenty thousand seat stadium, or whatever it is. It's like I mean, that was before Chargers were playing before the new stadium. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I did. I see a very clear path with then the first conference game is Washington State on week four. Uh-huh. And then they go at USC, but they get a week off beforehand. Yeah, and so I, all, they already beat the crap out of people. Like, dude, their win total okay, let's, plus two fifty for the division, plus six hundred for the conference, eight and a half, dude, on the win total. I, I like the fucking, uh, and I think it's like what is it, minus one oh five, I think something like that. For mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down wrong. That's the one I wrote down wrong. Was this Utah? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but. Yeah, I like the over eight and a half here, dude. I think this, dude, getting UCLA at home, I think that's a win for them. I hate to say it uh-huh. as a fan, but, dude, that's a very tough road game. Um, and I, like I said, look at they go some of their conference road games are like we, the weaker teams like Stanford, Arizona, Oregon State, you know, and then they get, you know, 
yeah, USC is a tough, uh, probably their toughest conference road game, but they get the more favorable. Like Washington State at home, like that's a win. I think uh-huh. you, Arizona State at home is a win. I mean, yeah, and you said like Oregon State road is a win. I, I mean, not only do I like the over on this team at eight and a half, I kind of like them at plus two fifty to win the division too. I like them. I like them to win the conference. I mean, yeah, dude, and you get that at fucking six to one too. That's that's a nice. And you know, I I don't necessarily think they're better than Oregon and Washington, but it's one of I just think Oregon and Washington are like almost a coin flip to win the North, and they seem. I just think they're going to beat USC. And yes, I think this is the year they get over in the Coliseum. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so then they're just in prime position. Yeah, and and yeah, I can see them go going ten and two. And dude, and fucking. Uh... The Pac-12 championship games here in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium this year. Oh, so, dude, if Utah, Utah for sure, for sure, because dude, that's dude, their fans will travel hard for that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see them. I could see them even losing to Oregon in you know week eleven, and then beating them in the Pac- the Pac-12 title game too. But you know, getting to dodge Washington is it's a pretty favorable break for that conference I, I agree I think they have one of the more especially we, we, like we said Oregon's at home Stanford, Arizona State's at home Cal, uh, UCLA's yeah, at, home. at home they yeah they they get most of these tougher ones at home and then you and know they close it out with, after their bye so it's I don't know I'm I'm I also think they're in it's the right time to catch BYU too because BYU's got all those new starters. They're going to be much harder to play later in the season. I agree. Utah gets them week two. Yeah, I think the the like just like because that's a good not hey, that's a common opponent non conference that Utah yeah. and USC have this year, and and Arizona State too. So I mean like, but it, they're all that's gonna you BYU is gonna be a good barometer because they they play all three of these Pac twelve teams like throughout the season, and so we'll kind of get an idea through, as the year goes on how that team's progressing. And so SC gets the worst end of that because they get them latest in the season. <laughs> so I love it. Uh, I got, so yeah, I, I got the over and yeah, you said, dude, I th- honestly, six to one to win the conference. That's not the best, but I love that. bet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, I think, I think it's like, even though I think USC could go nine and three, I still think they're just like inherently overrated all the time by gamblers. And part of it is, they're famous. Part of it is LA is supposed to take this. And but... dude, depending on how the schedule breaks, that Colorado game, dude, they could essentially be playing to get, like they could have their division locked up, tuning up for the conference championship game, and possibly cracking the playoff. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I would true. not be surprised one. if they made the college football playoff this year. Let me look at the odds for that, dude, because that 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 is a good question. Because I don't know if this is this is the most favorable schedule you could really hope for I, I would say honestly if i think a pac-12 team has a chance with the scheduling breaks and everything working their way the uh, have the how's the chance legitimately to make the playoff i think it might be oregon i mean i mean uh utah, utah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like just because of the or- oregon and washington just uh, that's a t- that's a t- that's more of a crapshoot of a division i kind of feel uh-huh. and so th- 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 there's a lot of snake bites potentially on there whereas we can't i mean yeah, and they get Washington State at home, which which feels like a tra- would be otherwise a trap game, but instead it's their Pac-12 opener and it's at home. Like that's the best. I did, I just yeah, I just think things are timed very nicely. For yeah. Um. So let me. I got the to make the playoff. Yeah, yes or no? Playoff. 
Okay, for Arizona State, it's uh yes is at eighteen plus eighteen fifty. Damn, UCLA is at fucking twenty to one to make the playoff. That's pretty dude. They're getting some respect there. Okay. Uh yes for fucking Utah. Plus yeah, twenty to one, dude. That's not a bad little fucking bet, dude. Uh-huh. I I, I, w- I would even get in on that. So I am high on the Utah Utes this year. Yeah, me too. Me too. My pick my pick to win the Pac twelve. All right. So you heard it here when it happens later in the year. Yeah. We we gave out a six to one pick on the goddamn show. See, if we just say I, we should I should do a take like uh, edits where we say every team's going to win the conference, and then, <laughs> and then at the end You're of like, the year I have to be archives. <laughs> <laughs> we pick the conference championship winner every year. Like, <laughs> no, I would not do that. But next up is my UCLA Bruins, oh, plus yeah. seven fifty to win the division, plus twelve hundred to win the conference. The over unders at seven and. As I was writing these odds on this morning, it was hard for me to – I couldn't get a real uh, number on it because they have already played a game yesterday against Hawaii. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're actually off the board right now because of that. So Oh, right, right, right. Okay. But, okay. dude, this team has more returning talent than any Power 5 school. In the Here's my case for UCLA to win the division and win the conference, okay? Because I talk myself into this every year, and it never and it hasn't happened in 21 years. So maybe this is the year. Um, or, no, 23 years. Jesus. Uh, so UCLA has the most returning players of any team in the country. They had some COVID issues last year and dude, their four losses or whatever last year were by a combined total of 15 points. I was just going to say, did they lose by a touchdown in any game? No, it was all less than a touchdown. So like, that's a very competitive team and Chip Kelly year four. I know you have your thoughts on him from the, his days, his year at the 49ers. Well, but it's different in college. It and is. Honestly, honestly, I still kind of enjoyed it. And it people, just... <laughs> people that were expecting to, him to do what he did at Oregon, where he immediately came out smoking with that team, forget he was the offensive coordinator at Oregon before he took over the program. And he had been recruiting. He'd been the main recruiter. And he had been building the program for two years before he officially became the head coach. And, okay. and molding it in his way where at UCLA he had to start from the bottom from scratch and it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. year three of that is your COVID so it's it's taking him a minute but I really think this is your like dude a lot of the experts, even former SC quarterback Matt Liner is predicting them as a dark horse in the, to win the division this year so I like DTR too dude He's so I mean I have no idea how to evaluate I have a theory about so uh, exciting. yeah and dude DTR is not only good he is um, he has, I think yesterday was his 25th start or 26th start. I'm a big fan of any college quarterback that has over 20 starts at that level. Mm-hmm. I think you're really oh, right, right, right. Okay. dialed in and polished when you reach that level. So he might be the most experienced quarterback in the division. If I, you think about, you know, cause he's got that extra year cause COVID is, I don't his fourth year starter. Uh, I like the team's chance a lot. Yesterday against Hawaii, they looked amazing, dude. They ran the ball down their throats. They're clearly the more physical team, and they should be to a Mountain West team. But, like, hey, there's also, like, uh, older versions of this, of UCLA football, that game would have – they would have won, but it, it wouldn't have been pretty. And, like, yeah, they would have, like, lost the lead for a little bit and had to come back again. Yeah, it would have been some bullshit, but they just absolutely put their throats on it. Uh, the Michigan ch- transfer, Zach – also, I think UCLA might have done better in the transfer portal than almost any other team outside of, like, Oklahoma. and. Uh... They got that Michigan running back, right? Yeah, Zach Charbonnet. Dude, he had six carries for, like, 115 yards and three touchdowns yesterday. And he had a 47-yard touchdown where he broke, like, six tackles on it. It was amazing. I would be – I really want UCLA. 
Yeah, and like, but dude, him and Brit- Britton Brown, the Duke transfer, it's two good transfers in the running back field, but they also got a stud defensive tackle that transferred over from USC. And to be able to take one, like literally gut out the interior of their defense and add it, like that's a big edge for UCLA, I think, this year. Like, like that, that really helps because the defense was the question mark last year. And if yesterday was any indication, man, they were swarming. They, were, they had men in the backfield just beating guys off the line every single play, it seemed like. Like the quarterback was just running for his life, getting hit, getting sacked. Like They just blitz all the time. Yeah. it's I love it. It's a, it's a very, very aggressive defense. Um, and if they really can keep pinning their ears back like that, this is going to be a dangerous team this year. And I think the schedule is pretty favorable. Because you open up with three home games. Hawaii, LSU, and Fresno State, who are, that are all winnable games. Like LSU had the worst passing offense in the country last year. Did you know that? I had no idea. They were and, 130th in the nation in passing. Mm-hmm. It almost just seems like, I mean, you LSU has support because it's LSU, and what is their over under is like eight and a half. Yep, I think. Yeah, it's seven, or it was seven. I, I, like I said, now with a, a for sure guaranteed oh, right, win, right, where they right, looked yeah. good yesterday, they'll probably have a new lineup sometime this week for this because yeah. it, it's still so early. But yeah, it's, uh, but I, I see a realistic scenario here where this team starts six and zero. The LSU it's, game's the big question mark, but I, I, dude, I'm a longtime season ticket holder. I've seen them beat Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. Dude, when big programs roll into the Rose Bowl in September, UCLA gets it done. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is another one. Like, I mean, I, I could just go down the line of like, they're they weren't supposed to win this game. It's like, no, they they usually pull those kind of games out in the Rose Bowl. So I could definitely see them going six and zero or five and one to start the season. Either way, I think at Stanford's a win, even though historically that's been a tough spot for them. I I just think they, I mean, look, this is the year that Chip Kelly really has all Chip Kelly guys. You know, it's year four. It's like all the recruiting classes. They've got so many guys coming back. Yeah, I uh, mean, I got them going like six and zero, five and one to start the season, and then, dude, after that Arizona State game, the schedule gets brutal. Oh, after the Arizona at, game, the schedule yeah. gets brutal because you go at Washington, then at home against Oregon, then at Utah in three weeks in a row. Yeah, and that's that's rough. And then they get a bye, so you've got them at that point. I mean, that could be three losses. That could be three losses. Let's just say it's one and two. Okay. So, so now you've got them at six, six and, and three, four. Six, six and three. three. Yeah. Three. Colorado's a win. Yep. I think I see. I think they beat SE this year too, but that's a rivalry game. I'm just going to throw that one. That's a 50, 50 rivalry game. Right. And I think Cal at home to close the season's a win too. So yes, yeah, you, you could, there's definitely, hold on. I think there's eight wins on the schedule for sure. Seven. Yeah. Cause if they, I have them with seven, going into the last two and they could win both but i think they're definitely going to at least split usc and Cal. yeah yeah so i mean that's I mean, cal has been getting demolished when they go to la yeah yeah so so yeah i mean i mean okay the stanford game could bite them too but like i said i think i think they're going to make a statement this weekend against lsu in week one here um even though they already have the week zero game technically under the books they i i, I it's the, st- the stars could be aligning for this program to take a giant step forward. So I have them at a division ticket on them and a conference ticket on them at plus 750 and plus 1200 just because I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, also, I mean, you can uh, you can really arbitrage that if they if they're like six and oh, going into that Washington game. Or yeah. Five and one. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think there's a real potential for this team to do well. Um, but, yeah, Zach Charbonnet had, like, the six carries. So, that was, his entire season at Michigan last year, he had, like, 19 carries for 120 yards and, like, three touchdowns. Yesterday, he did almost, he almost basically did that same production on the rushing end, on the well, on six carries yesterday with three mm-hmm. touchdowns and already tripled his touchdown. So, it was like, Michigan is, like, it's, I think it says something about what, where Harbaugh has to say to that program right now. Where when this guy transferred to UCLA and immediately looks like Bo Jackson. Dude. Oh right. <laughs> I mean, he didn't look like Bo necessarily, but he dude, he looked like like a legit stud runner. And like this running game and offensive line are fit. Like they have all five returning starters on the O line. Anytime you have five returning starters on O line and a fourth year quarterback, senior starting quarterback, you gotta like the team's chances to win close games. Exactly. And yeah. and the fact that they knew last year they had so many games where it was so close. And that they didn't close it out, they know they have to get it done this year. I think I think they take their turn the page. All right, Both next lines are good too. Yeah. next up we got Colorado okay. at a uh, um, fourteen to one to win division, sixty to one to win the conference. Four and a half is the win total, plus one hundred on the over, minus one twenty on the under. Uh, Carl Durrell, former UCLA coach, is now the coach there. Uh, wow, he I gotta say, what do you think of him at UCLA? What's up? Did you like him when he was at UCLA? You know what? I think he got a raw deal because that was during the peak of the Pete Carroll era. Like uh, looking like at, at the time, I, I I was really frustrated with a lot of that stuff. But looking back, he actually had some pretty competitive teams. They had a ten and two season under him. Um, he might have got a raw deal there, but it was just when Pete Carroll was doing all that shit over there across town uh, by buying houses for the players and stuff. That's uh, right. Um, that it, it was just it. it it really put everything on them because you got to remember in the '90s UCLA had an eight-game winning streak against SC. Mm-hmm. So like that, oh, yeah. like, like I grew up with UCLA dominating SC like every year in that right. <laughs> even when they had the worst record, they would go into that rivalry game and win it every year. Like it wasn't like that's part of the reason why I'm so diehard because that rivalry was so awesome for me in that junior high to high school years where the games were just incredible every year and and UCLA was pulling out wild wins so. All right, they Colorado starts the season at home against Northern Colorado, then at uh, home against Texas A and M, then at ooh. home against Minnesota. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, that's one and two, right? They, they get Northern yeah, that, Northern that, Colorado. That, they, I, th- I think they'll handle Northern Colorado, but whew. yeah, that dude Minnesota is no joke this year. Nope. I have a, a ticket on them, a pretty big ticket, uh, over seven and a half. It's like over six and a half wins for them. Or, like, I think that's a lock in the Big Ten this year. I think they might even win oh. the Big Ten West. Like, uh, but yeah, that's a tough game. And then they go on the road to Arizona State, and then they get SC at home, and then they get Arizona at home the week after. But it's like, dude, there's a very real possibility this team is one in five, you know, or so. Oh, like, absolutely. And I got to give Carl Durrell a lot of credit for what he did last year, taking over because Mel Tucker kind of left in the middle of the night. That they call him Midnight Mel now in Boulder, and Mel, with Mel Tucker like departing the program. And and just they they do. Carl Durrell had to take a safety and turn him into quarterback last year. So that the fact that they were so competitive last year, I think it says a lot about him as a coach. And he did a very good job there. So, but this is just t- such a tough schedule, dude. Where they got to go at Cal, at Oregon, back to back weeks. I mean, uh, they could be they could be two and six. They could be one and seven. Yeah, I mean, dude, so, there's that really tough stretch, like I said. And then after that, Arizona, yeah, the back to let up. <laughs> The back-to-back to Cal and Oregon is a tough one. That's tough uh-huh. to have to play two Pac-12 North schools in back-to-back road trips. That's 
Yeah, the, and the, their buy just doesn't seem that as helpful. No, you know. And so then yeah, you got I, uh, they two and four after that. They go one and five in their last. Yeah, I I I see this as a three win team. Yeah, or I'll give them a win against Oregon State. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they get Washington at home. They got to go at Utah final game. They got to go at UCLA. Like, dude, this is just a very very tough schedule. The only mm-hmm. for sure wins I think I can give them on the schedule are Arizona and maybe Oregon State at home. And even the Oregon yeah. State, I think that game, Oregon State game is closer than I, I'm probably giving it credit for. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Like, it, it's three, and it I, I see three wins, and it could be two. You know? Yeah, you know, I, I agree. So, I am on the under here, and so are the odds makers too. Like, minus 120, you're paying the price there on the juice, but it's not that much. I think this is one of the better – this – might be the best play in the division because of the the, the strength of their schedule. Oh yeah, 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 I, absolutely. Like this, and they don't. I don't even think they're that bad. They're just not as good as these other teams. Yeah, and, yeah. The, the, non non conference just looks like one and two, and that's tough to climb back. From. Exactly. If they didn't have Northern Colorado, dude, and I think it's kind of garbage that they're dodging Colorado State. They usually play Colorado State week one every year. In, in the in-state Mountain West rivalry. So, yeah, I, switching that up with Northern Colorado, maybe this is the gods punishing them with this tough schedule the rest of the way for there. Um, okay, final. Close it out. We got Arizona, the Wildcats. Arizona. Uh, former new coach. New coach uh, because, yes, when you lose your rivalry game in the final game of the season, even in a COVID year, 70 to nothing, you do not stick around. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, – oh, shit. My computer's like acting up and making a weird oh, noise. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the Arizona Wildcats replaced him with Jed Fish, former Michigan offensive coordinator and former UCLA offensive coordinator, actually. So he's got some familiarity with the Pac-12. Um, when I first heard this hire, I thought they'd hired Jeff Fisher, and I was like, what? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I like this hire for them. I think it's good. Okay, yeah. No, they, they're the ones that play BYU in the night game in Vegas week one. Oh, they're in the the, the kickoff classic. Yeah, okay. so, uh, oh, so that's a nice spot for that. That is because it's halfway between the two schools, basically. Mm-hmm. And they get, uh, and then they get San Diego State at home. See this, this non-conference schedule. If it wasn't uh, scheduled this way, I would feel a lot worse about it. Okay, well here's how but, gar- here's how garbage the odds makers think they are. Uh, division odds hundred to one, conference odds hundred to one. So they have them just. They're basically saying there's no chance, and so don't, if they win the division, it's the, still the same odds for them in the conference. Like, there's not a real jump there because they just <laughs> don't. Just like, it's going to happen. We just can't make this higher. Exactly. Um, the oh, their their win totals at two and a half, dude. Overs at minus one thirty. Unders at plus one ten. I kind of like the over because I, dude, realistically, they could start two and one or th- I, I I won't. They probably split BYU and San Diego State. They right. beat Northern Arizona. If they just start two and one there, you just need one more game, just one conference win to cash this ticket. And maybe they, maybe it's at Colorado. I don't know. Maybe they, they bite Cal. Maybe they bite Washington State. Maybe they bite Arizona State in their conference rivalry game. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard for me to give them, just give them a conference win here. No, no, like none of these games seem like 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, because they get they they play Colorado, but they're on the road. Yeah, I think you got to uh, circle that one. That's the one you got to circle. Where it's like if they can win a road game like that, you cash the ticket. You, yeah. you cash you over. But like, like going on the on the road to SC, like Utah playing them in Arizona is not not helpful. Yeah, maybe the the most likely ones to me are Cal and Colorado. Yeah, like, and that's just because Cal. I think who, who's Cal playing the week before that, but. Cal, you know, like I think they're playing Oregon the week before that, so that could just be a tougher, a tough spot for Cal having to go down to Arizona, like after a game like that. But yeah, I, it's hard for me to give these guys too much credit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, and it's it's a brand new guy. It's coming off a horrible season, and he wasn't even really a very popular hire. Yeah. So yeah, I. I think if they give him a shot, I think he can build something. But I guess I gotta lean the under here. I can't give them a conference win for sure. And right there, since like you're getting the under at plus one ten too, that's yeah. that's that's a little fun with the juice, you know. I just don't. There's not a real. It's not. They don't have a reliable quarterback. There's not a lot to believe in. And you know what, dude? They could have got the coach from Navy. I can't. It's the uh, Samoan guy whose name I cannot pronounce. So I'm not gonna even try. <laughs> But, uh, like, they could have got him. And what was it? The quarterback time said Khalil Tate said he'd transfer. If not, Navy's looking great. They're a program on the upswing. If they, you know, it's like, and with the, the way the transfer portal is now, who cares if a guy trans? Like, guys are going to go leave. Guys are going to come in. You get the best coach you can get. But you don't, you don't change your, make your coaching hires based on one player's opinion who's, who's not going to be there for more than four years, you know? Like, I just uh, it, I, I almost think that just because they were so bad and they've got the new program, it's just such a you know new it's, year, new. It's a re- you know, classic so rebuilding building. year. Yeah, so. I can also see this is the kind of team that is going to like bench one of its best players for disciplinary reasons. And you know, to show the program's ethics. And dude, there's a very real possibility this is a one-win team here. Yeah, BYU oh, and San Diego State are not gimmies. And, but there's a chance that you cash this win total by week three. <laughs> they win both those games. Like uh, uh-huh. just, I think that's a good spot for them for to get BYU, though. I mean, I, I'd prefer, prefer it if it was in Tucson, but but it's in Vegas. It is what it is on that. But with B, like we said, with BYU, getting you want to get them as early in the season as possible. You can't get uh-huh. any earlier than week one with the schedule. So. <laughs> right, right. So I got BYU is not going to travel as well to Vegas as you'd think, just because you know it's it's evil. So my advice for picks, yeah, my advice for picks in this division is I would just bet Utah and UCLA uh, plus two fifty and plus seven fifty to win the division. I think it's between the two of them. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's right, right? Yeah, like five bucks on UCLA pays like forty two bucks or whatever. So it's that's, also much more. That's the much more fun bet. Like if you're really rooting for your enjoyment, you want USC to fall apart and UCLA to be fun. Exactly. That's that's what you you'll feel better. You'll just enjoy it as a the, gamble. The world's a better place. A better yeah, <laughs> the world's a better place when SC's falling apart, dude. Um, yeah, dude. Thank you so much for doing this one. This was this was. A, Thanks for having me on. This was super fun. Yeah. Uh, and people, everybody, check out Sean's podcast, Round Ball Rock. Uh, I love what you guys do over there because you guys all have the silliest thing. But like, 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 I, I want to see you guys like and do an episode on which NBA owner is most likely to be on the uh, Epstein flight logs. 
We we have one. Oh, you already have. You can, oh yeah, yeah. We had uh, Brennan Cowan came on as our like. That's standard. right. I forgot about. I forgot, he was your Epstein expert. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Check out that one. We it was originally a Patreon episode, but then we unlocked it. So yeah, you can just. I think it's just called Which Owners Are on the Epstein Plane. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I because I, I, I honestly I said that I'm like I think I, when I said that I was like I think they actually did this one, but I want I'm gonna say it like oh have you guys like so yeah. Dude, really funny. You and Joey Devine, like, uh, yeah. great show. Um, and where can people find you on social media and stuff? Oh, uh, at Sean Keen on Twitter, at Jort Center on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I'm recording an album on uh, Wednesday, September 29th at the Punchline in San Francisco. Hell yeah. So, Barry listeners, for sure head out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you got anybody opening for you on that? Uh, I know Ben Kalina is going to be on the show, and then I'm not sure who else is going to be on. Ben well, Kalina, big big sports fan. Ben has been on this program before, talking oh, sports. Fantastic. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good friend of the show. So yeah, uh, dude, like uh, definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, this is so much fun, man. And if you want, check out our show on social media at Luck Stops Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find our Patreon. Patreon.com at slash LuxDotsPod, where I just had a fucking bonus uh, college football preview, uh, like, picks edition for, oh, for, that I, that's just recently up. And I'm recording a best ball fucking fantasy draft later this afternoon that's going to be up on there this week. Okay. So a lot of fun stuff over on the Patreon. And if you can't afford to do that or the my bookie, just go ahead over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. That always helps out. And feel free to email the show, the LuxDots po- Podcast. The Luck Stops Here podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any interesting takes on the season, I'd be happy to read them here on the show. So thank you so much, everybody. And I will see you all with my the, the final edition of the uh, football preview series this week. My brother's coming back to do the NFC South with me. So Nice, nice. All right, everybody. I will see you later. Bye-bye.